Good morning, comrades. You're listening to, I almost said WMNF. Like, that is the community radio station when I grew up in St. Petersburg, like Tampa Bay. It was like an NPR affiliate and everything. But this is not WMNF. This is WHIV um, 102.3, low-power FM. I'm a little throwed right now. This is Robert of Good Morning Comrade. Jeff has made his way back to fight for labor rights in um, <clears throat> Virginia, right? And I'm a little throwed because we're not recording in the studio. This is not live. Uh, so please hold all calls. But this is in the home studio, and I'm with my lovely wife, Erin, who is a frequent in and out, you know, guest of the podcast, also host, guest, uh, licensed mental health professional, and she's here. So it's like having your very own Dr. Katz. I'm also in the world's squeakiest chair, so sorry, everybody. It's very squeaked out. Um, and also, I, I have really bad vocal fry. So your vocal fry is fine. You no, it's authoritative. No How do you figure that? Because uh, I've I've spoken to men. That men are trash. Like yeah, you've told me this on various occasions. So why are we concerned with what men think? Because uh, your listeners are mostly men. I'm assuming. I mean, they are. <laughs> when I run the you guys aren't trash though. When I run so the I'm so trash. don't complain about my vocal I'm tr- fry. I'm trash. So we'll be fine. We're all good. No, there is definitely a trash can that lives inside of me. So. Yeah, and also, I just had to grab my keyboard from because we have our cat Ozzy who is chilling out, but he loves to like lay on the keyboard, and then it's just like a random like what's gonna happen when he does it. Usually, he screws up video games. He's trying to screw up recording of a podcast right now. Our but other he's cat such a good Henry, boy. Um, likes to attack my laptop when I'm using it, um, especially when I'm on a. Um, a training or a conference call and um, she likes to send fun messages to the other participants. That's so awesome. Um, and then I get a bunch of messages back. I think your cat sent me a message and it's like, yes. Yeah. yeah. What did it say? Pss, 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 pss. Pss, no, it mostly. It was like a lot of K's. A lot and of K- H's. Oh, that's sussy. That's no. sketch. No. That's a lot she, of K's. where huh? she was standing. <laughs> a lot of K's. A JKL. Sussy cats. <laughs> Sussy cats. What's going on, Erin? Um, well. Somebody tried to steal our cat, I found out. I guess Speaking that's of going cats, on. Okay. So I come home and like both of our neighbors, our neighbor from up the block and, and our neighbor next door is like, there was a guy, because we have a, you know, our, we have cats, we have three cats and they're like indoor outdoor cats. And, and before you all come for us, we tried to make them be indoor cats and these cats ha- figured out how to escape from the house. Um, Robert came into our room just not 15 minutes ago and stated that our cat Annie had, um, we took away her normal escape route. route. She normally jumps on top of Robert's arcade cabinet and then into the cabinet above our closet and then shimmies up the um, air conditioning vent because, you know, she really wants to get outside. Um, But we moved the video gamer cabinet, video cabinet. Anybody over the age of 30 knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, so we moved that. So she just scaled the wall. Yeah. She just is like Spider-Man and just dug one claw into another and just vertically, straight vertically scaled. I think she looked back at me like she surprised herself. (laughs) Like she's plotting it. She's like, I don't know, but I'm going to give it a, 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 you know, a whirl. 
And then she was just up in the crawl space looking down at me like, man, I did it. Like there's literal cat mark, there's like cat claw marks. marks in the wall. I'm looking at so, it. Right um, so, yeah. So we did really try to make these cats stay indoors. They just yeah. refused. So, so anyway. both our neighbors are like, hey, we have a cat, Annie, who like runs wild and free and like. She just, you know, hangs out with everybody. She comes with us when we walk our dog. She walks She walks with us around the block. She just, you know, will get pets from everybody. Well, apparently there was some, like, hipster dude. They, they described him as a tall white guy, thin, with short shorts on, cowboy, cowboy boots, and a tank top. And I'm like, this man came straight out of the bywater to try to steal my cat. They said he just, he like, Annie came over to him for some pets. He picked up Annie and just started walking down the street. And Annie was, like, screaming bloody murder, like, trying to get away. And our neighbor, like, came out, like, what's going on? And was like, you put that cat down right now. Like, because that's not your cat. That's the Block's cat. She is truly the Block's cat. It's, um, I get sad about it sometimes because I did want her to be my cat. Yeah. Um, which is why I adopted her. But, you know, the Block needed her and she showed up. <laughs> you know, she answered the call. That's insane. How's um, how's work? Work's good. We're finally staffed properly, um, because they decided to give us all of a raise. Oh so, my God. That's yeah, great. that's crazy. Yay. You know, you get to like, you give people more money. They're more willing to they work for you. But, yeah, I can't really talk about my work just because um, HIPAA. But yeah, um, people are still struggling. <laughs> it's pretty bad out there. Yeah, it's not as bad as it could be, but um, it's bad. Did you see, I guess we'll just do like, we'll, we'll eat our, we'll take our, eat our vegetables first before um, our dessert. Did you see in Tennessee, the governor has, um, the governor of Tennessee has signed a bill that's going to make drag shows illegal which i truly don't understand because nashville is the bachelorette capital of the world from what i understand and i don't understand how you can have a bachelorette party without a drag brush yeah i mean it can't go back to nashville now but yeah he's a trash bag for sure but did you see on top of that on top of all that uh pictures were dug up of him in high school at a powder puff football game that's so funny so he he is he is in a dress and literally, like, the reporter that confronted him with it was, like, like straight, it must be, like, 4channews.com, because he literally said, is this you? This you? What do you got to say about this? And he was just like, oh, that was in good fun. Yeah. Every drag brunch I've ever been to has been in good fun, too. I know. So I don't understand. Drag show. I shouldn't just keep saying drag brunch. I'm just really basic. So you just, you just got to have eggs mostly with Mostly your... when I see drag. You got to have eggs with your drag show. I'm either watching... Drag wrestling or I'm at drag brunch. There's truly no in between for I me. I drag wrestling what two weeks ago. That's pretty good. It was great. It was pretty. Nice. It was fantastic. Um, but this is, you know, I not to be talk kind of lighthearted about something so terrible. Um, but you know, my mom has sometimes has asked me, um, you know, why I'm I'm kind of down frequently, and I don't really know how to explain to her that I have a really sick feeling in my stomach that. Um, you know, how similar the times are to the Weimar Republic and um, what came after the Weimar Republic is not something that I particularly want to live through um, or have ever have happened again, again, again. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the um, 
the the reboot of Cabaret. Yeah. Like, that's um, not a thing I want to watch. And, um, ironically, they probably wouldn't allow it. Well, that's the whole point. That's the point, point of the original one. Is it not? I've never seen it. I'm going to be honest Honestly, with you. Honestly, I've never seen it either, but the premise makes me mad because I'm like, if you people were in the street, instead of, like, come to the cab, or maybe, like, y- y'all could have done something we about We might be this. being really unduly harsh. Probably. On More than likely. <laughs> characters of Cabaret. Um, please let us know. Um, but I, um, you know, the targeting of trans people, and not that drag people, drag Queens and kings are trans all the time, um, you know. But just targeting the because because if you actually look at the law, it does ban trans people from performing anything because it's specific to. Uh, I think it said the language is something like um, performing in the um, cultural makeup, um, including dress, um, accessories, you know, style, all of that of the a person a. Uh, who's the opposite of the gender you were assigned at birth. So essentially it's not drag. It's, it's trans people doing anything in front of other people ever. Um, and that's really scary. That is really scary. You know, it's, it's the cliche at this point, but the reason, <laughs> the reason it gets said so much is because it's true. It's, you know, they came for the communists and, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. They came for the Jews. I didn't speak up. I wasn't a Jew. They came for the Catholics. I, I am Catholic, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's just, I just, um, I don't really know what to do with my feelings about it, to be honest. Because, again, like, it's so stupid. Like, it's so stupid that you, it's almost as if you don't want to take it seriously because they're just so outlandish and buffoonish. But, you know, even and that's part of that's part of the poison of it is that they are so goofy and so hypocritical and so out of control that it almost becomes not real, which I think is something that happened a lot during the Trump administration. So, you know, um, I don't I don't know what to do. <laughs> so just to get um, to get the full scope of this, I'll read. This is from CNN.com because you you're saying how it bans all performances, and I can't remember. I, I'm sure I've read this already, but I just can't remember the specifics. It's like my brain wanted to block them out. So let's see. Um, CNN Politics by Shauna Mizell, uh, March second, twenty twenty three. Tennessee becomes first state in twenty twenty three to restrict drag performances. Um, Republican Governor Bill Lee signed into law Thursday afternoon that will restrict public drag show performances in Tennessee, making his state the first to do so this year. The state Senate passed the bill earlier Thursday along with party along party lines to admit adult cabaret performances on public again, my cat just moved my mouse public property so as to shield them from the view of children threatening violators with a misdemeanor and repeat offenders with a felony. The bill, which the Tennessee House passed last week, defines an adult cabaret performance as a performance that features topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a... What is that word, Aaron? Purient. It's not puritan. It's purient. 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 That is um, my new SAT word. Purient means... um, basically blue like um it means it means like um 
you know, I don't know what obscenity is, but okay. I can't say what obscenity is, but I know it when I see it. See it. Purient. All right. Purient. That's a wild word. Um, Republicans hold super majorities in both the House and the Senate. The law will go into effect on July 1st, 2023. Tennessee measure is the first of nearly a dozen such bills presently working their way through the GOP-led state legislatures. Republicans say the performances expose children to sexual themes and imagery that are inappropriate. A claim uh, rejected by advocates who say the proposed measures are discriminatory against the LGBTQ community and could violate First Amendment laws. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, like this feels like something the ACL. This this feels like a ACLU slam dunk, um, but we'll see. Um, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter if. It gets repealed or not there's already a chilling effect that's the point the cruelty is the point not to actually protect children from anything let's see as blah, 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 as transgender issues and drag culture are increasingly becoming more mainstream uh, such shows which often feature men dressing as women in exaggerated makeup while singing or entertaining a crowd though some shows feature body or content have occasionally been the target of attacks, and LGBTQ advocates say the bills under consideration add to a heightened state of alarm for the community. Like I said, it's the chilling effect they want. It's the chilling effect they're going to get. Uh, Republicans, uh, State Senator Jack Johnson, who sponsored the Tennessee legislation, told CNN on Thursday that the bill was not meant to target drag performances or transgender people, except you just literally spelled out in the language of the bill what a drag show is that's that's wild that that is that is 1987 uh george orwin well that's how they get around the oh that was all in good fun because of course a high school actually i shouldn't even say of course but theoretically a high school skit is probably not going to have a lot of like sexual nature and like a lot of bodiness but why am i like i there was a guy in my high school who used to show us all his penis like frequently what yeah this was before Me Too. But, and um, then I fell in love. No. no. Then I uh, reflected on it as an adult, and I was like, why didn't any of the teachers stop that? Oh. But, um, it was like a known thing? Oh, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. It was a theater thing. Oh, God. But anyway, um, yeah. But, but so what... They're giving themselves cover to be able to say, oh, well, no, we're not anti-trans. Are you saying that all trans people are going to be having body shows? They're going to be having purient shows. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they're not doing like old school vaudeville acts. But, you know, what are they going to call body? What are they going to call pur- I, purient? I wish they hadn't written that word. That's, that's a wild word. <laughs> that's a wild yeah. word. But it's, it's like, okay, so if you have a trans comic... And they're talking about their dating life and they're talking about their sex life. Is that going to be considered something that's too much? That's, um, you know, a foul of the law. You know, it's, there's a lot. If you are a cis woman who likes to dress more masculine, you know, and you're in a show, are they going to consider that to be you are dressing in the some a clothing of a gender other than your assigned birth? You know, yeah. it's it's just, you know, and it, and we're we should be used to these things by now because I mean it's it's I'm not gonna say it started with Trump because it obviously didn't, but it you know the last four years they've gotten especially ridiculous with their um, their language and their and their laws. But yeah, it's it's why it is wild. 
Our dog's being very bad right now. Okay. So our little dog is being super bad. All our animals, like, these animals are smarter than they lead on. Yeah. Because they're just like, oh, are you trying to do something? Are you trying to do a thing that, like, requires some kind of, like, concentration and quiet? So now it's time for me to get all my big feelings getting rowdy. Out. We're getting rowdy. They're the worst. And then Henry just, I, I don't know, is this a cat thing? They Every time they know they're being bad and, and you start to say, stop doing that, they stop and start grooming. Like, who? Me? Oh, God. Couldn't this, possibly be. This little cat. I love them, them, but they are, they're awful. They're real bad. They're real bad. Love them, but they're real bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're talking about how the United States is kind of becoming a hellscape. Um, drag is like, you cannot be a assigned male at birth and wear a, a dress and sing a song in the state of Tennessee anymore. And like I said, the, the, the really interesting bit is that I'm going to keep reading from the CNN article ahead of the bill signing Lee, the governor faced accusations of hypocrisy after an unidentified Reddit user posted a photo from 1977 high school, his, his 1977 high school yearbook, which purports to show the future governor dressed in women's clothing and a wig alongside female students dressed in men's suits. We had this when I was in high school because I'm old enough. No, everybody's high school. Oh, y'all had that too? Everybody, power, everybody's high school puff, has whatever. the, oh, no, I was just going to oh. say dudes like, dressed in dresses. Oh, I was going to say the girls played uh, football and then the guys were cheerleaders or whatever. That's why I assumed, I saw this picture, it's, it's sketch, but like that's why I assumed it's from. Um, but no, he, like like I said earlier, he responded to that, oh, that was, that's but that's different though. Just like, you know, normal scumbag behavior. Um, but like you said, you don't know what to do. And then I have to repeat what I've said. I've said many a time on this on this show is that, you know, we have to embrace the struggle. Um, the struggle is going to go on after we're dead. But take heart in knowing that when they start doing stuff like this, uh, which they have been doing, they're losing. They're like the reactionaries are losing. This is the safest time in human history. Um, a new I world. Just feel like a new world is struggling to be born. In the Weimar Republic, too. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. I, no, I, I've watched them. To be honest, I've watched documentaries about the Weimar Republic, and people were way. I know what you're saying, and I, I think it's a good analogy, but people were way more apathetic because they had just come off of World War One, where oh, Germany true. took a big true, L. True. I forgot that, and that was yeah, that was okay, fair. So, yeah. All right, well, that that's okay. That's something. It's not as bad as the Weimar Republic no. yet. Okay. It's not. It's not. But like these are these are definitely things to be aware of. So when I say like we do live in the safest time in human history, that doesn't mean like people are not going to. There's not stochastic terrorism. People aren't going to be killed and hurt by these reactionaries, um, and people's lives aren't going to be ruined. But when you take a step back and you look at, you know, the macro picture of time, we are winning. We will win. Culture never locks in. The conservative, the idea of a conservative movement is, the idea on its face is dead on arrival. Because you cannot conserve culture. Culture will change. It's going to change. The things that conservatives enjoy now were the, you know, a hundred years ago, liberal positions 
and we keep backing them into more and more, well, we can't come right out and hate, you know, queer people. So we've got to do this end around again and, and make up lies about how drag they're all groomers and how drag story hour is, is grooming your children. And let's not get it twisted. This is not specifically, this is obviously about LGBTQ people and, and targeting them, but it is not just about targeting LGBTQ people. They're targeting the idea of satirizing a, a social norm, a gender, you know, a gender norm is a social construct and drag is, you know, its whole purpose is to satirize you know, the expression of that social construct. And so, and the idea that we're banning that, it's like, okay, well, what other social constructs are we not going to be able to talk about and we're not going to be able to laugh about and next? And that's, you know, I like to think anybody listening to this show, you know, cares about the fact that they're targeting LGBTQ people anyway. Um, But I do think that there's a lot of people who, who would be apathetic to the idea of banning a drag show because maybe they don't go to them. They're just, they don't know what's in a drag show. But, you know, kind of, if you're talking to someone like that, you know, it's, it's not about the show itself. It's about the satirization of a social norm. And it's about um, not wanting to make fun of things that are, are conservative. I mean, you know, you know, typical gender norms um, are, you know, the gender binary, that's a very conservative idea. And so it's, it's about not moving forward with, with changing societal ideas and expectations. You know, it's, it's, they want to go back to the fifties with all of the nonsense and terribleness. Um, And I think that message could possibly, you know, sway some people who maybe are a little bit more apathetic um, to drag just because they don't understand. Yeah, I wouldn't even say sway them. I would say the apathy is kind of the, you know, in a place like Tennessee, like, let's be real, like outside of Nashville and maybe Memphis, um, people are going to be like, say what? Well, that doesn't affect me and I don't care. So I don't, don't, it sounds great to me. Um, But like, just to hammer home the point, there's definitely like two ways to look at it. Like, look at this. The one way is when you talk about, you know, mainstream culture that Western society is moving backwards because just in our lifetimes, we've had these are mainstream things. These aren't even uh, these aren't even like fringe things. We've had movies like Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, um, Mrs. Doubtfire, RuPaul's Drag Race is like a mainstream thing. Um Let's not count Mrs. Doubtfire's drag. It's a it's a man in a dress, right? I know, but that yeah. It's a crazy yeah. Like I'm not talking about like we're gonna we're gonna have some kind of a college, you know, uh, we're not gonna sit here and, and and sit in a classroom and tear Mrs. Doubtfire apart. It's a stupid movie. But the point is, it was a movie people took their kids to see. My parents took me to see, and it was about a man wearing a dress not even doing drag, actually, like, pretending to be a woman Literally for, a, like, the worst reasons. a man wearing a dress who is using pretending to be a woman to yeah. target and harass yes. a woman, which yes. is, like, everything that they're worried about happening now. And yet, and yet, it was so, just good old fun. So you can look at that as Western, as Western culture regressing, 
I'm choosing, and this is from the cynical guy. Like, I am not that glass half full guy. I'm the cynical guy for sure. But I look at this as this is the best they have. Like, they are drowning in a sea of acceptance and change, and they are grasping for any land they can. And this is the best they've come up with. In the long arc of history, this is not, this is going to look at, this is going to, not even the long, five years from now, this is going to be on some kind of CNN, remember the, the 2020s. And everybody's going to go, that was weird. Honestly, the the fact that most older Republican men know what a drag show is at this point means that drag has truly come Thank into you. the mainstream. Uh, we were actually talking about this this weekend. Is One of our favorite documentaries that we watched when we had just started dating was Small Town Gay Bar. Yeah. And it was about a bar um, in a small southern town um, that was very tucked away, kind of word of mouth. And it was where people in the queer community could congregate and it was it was you know one of the only places where they could meet other queer people and where they could openly be themselves and you know it was a really great documentary definitely recommend it um but you know even in smaller towns there is more you know people know of a gay person now right. you know back back when that was filmed people wouldn't be wouldn't feel ever able to come out to their families and while there's still a lot of people who don't feel um able to do that to come out to their families you know there are still a lot of people who do even in conservative towns so we really have moved very far and i, I really have to kind of keep reminding myself of that just because it is very easy to get down um and not to say that you know you're not allowed to have negative feelings about what's going on and not allowed to be sad and, and grieve but I know for me, if, if I start feeling so negatively, it starts to feel like there's nothing I can do, so why try? Mm -hmm. um, and so it is very important to, to acknowledge our progress and to acknowledge all of the people who made that progress happen and all of the people who are still battling apathy in order to make progress happen now and all the people, all the wonderful humans in Tennessee who I know are gonna push back on this, um, whether it's not going to be the majority of the state, unfortunately, but I know that there are going to be some very fierce, fierce defenders of the queer community, both the community themselves and allies. Um, and honestly, this is a meme I just saw. Um, I'm like, I really am getting old. I go on Facebook just to look at memes now. Like, but it said, um, if you, if you harass my transgendered buddies, my new, I'm, I'm going to start identifying as a problem. Ooh, and I was spicy. Like, I was like, is that the only good I identify joke? Identify it's as pretty joke? Good. Yeah, and then there was another one. It was like, hey, if you like you harm the queer community, my pronouns are going to be, your pronouns are going to be was and were. Dang. I'm terrible at <laughs> I like explaining memes into a podcast. This is truly the most millennial I've ever been. It's all right. In my life. It's but, all right, mama. <laughs> but uh, I just, yeah. I think humor is appropriate. Um, I think do whatever you need to do to feel to feel the hope that you need to keep moving on in this fight because um, it is a, like this is truly scary stuff and um, the fact that it's being enacted by the world's most stupid people mm -hmm. is like it's not making me feel good. 
just <laughs> the state of democracy, you know? Yeah, like, and again, just realize that you're, we are all fighting battles that we've already won. But the battle still has to be fought. Like, we have to fight, we have to fight these people uh, and tooth and nail um, to make sure as few people are hurt by reactionary politics as possible. But realize it's over. Like we we we've already won. like culturally it's over. Yeah. Um. You know, does the state agree? No. So we're not fighting the culture anymore. We're we're fighting the state. Well, we're fighting people who re- the the thing is, these conversations I really do, and to put my you know kind of conspiratorial hat on, these conversations have already been had. Obviously, to put bills like this forward in Republican think tanks and circles because they know they they know it's over. So the only the only hope is is to try to is to try to take the minority that they do have and lord over the majority of what people want through legislation like this. That's that's all they have. That's all they have left. That's why that's why the Republican Party has to gerrymander. Um, well, yeah, districts because they the can't win. Is, like, the thing is that they are gerrymandering, though. Mm-hmm. So it's we can't just say they oh they're not, they're not winning because they have to do X Y Z. But it's like okay, they have done X Y Z, so they I can know. continue to win. I guess what I'm saying is they're doing that because they're losing. No, I understand that, okay. but it's we can't use that as a. I don't know that we should use that as a metric, just because it's easy to get complacent, and you know we're looking it, at a potential. Uh, Trump DeSantis 2024. So, I'm not. I'm not like. Oh, Trump's gonna. Trump's gonna win that. You know, they're just. I don't they're even just think. Like, I don't even literally think. Literally calling each other pedophiles. I don't even think. And DeSantis, they both like. Well, okay. I don't even think DeSantis is going to declare. Allegedly, Trump is a pedophile. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know. Allegedly. I don't know anything about DeSantis, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was a pedophile. But, I don't even think DeSantis is going to declare. You don't think so? Did you Did you read it the other day? So. He had, um, DeSantis had a rally thing in some, I don't know, in some county in Florida. And people showed up in Trump gear, and he had them physically removed. Oh, I love that for So, oh, uh, what? Like, it's over. Oh. Like, that's it. Because <laughs> now a million people are going to come to every one of his things. That is true. And it's going to look true. awful. So, even better, we are looking at a Trump. Trump. Trump Biden. Trump Tom Cotton. Oh, God. And That's then Trump is going to mysteriously have a heart attack while eating his seventh Big Mac of the day. And we're going to have a Tom Cotton presidency. So love Can't that for us. Um, anyway, I'm just a ball of sunshine. I just uh, sometimes I think that I am pretty balanced about my views of the world. And then I'm like, I don't you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty realistic about things. And then I'll say something so wildly dark and pessimistic that I'm like, oh, maybe uh, being in crisis, domestic violence, and working at a jail for the last uh, eight years has actually maybe colored my my um, views on the world. Yeah, that more do than it. I more than I anticipated. No, that that will definitely um, do it. That'll that's a that's what the kids call a big downer. That's a downer. It's yeah, a big it's Debbie an L. Downer. It's an L. Yeah, you're just eating L's. Eating L's. Eating them. Um. Like B F F R, that's trauma. Oh, I've never heard that before. It's oh, I can't because it's what, gonna what be that? it's B F bleep. 
for real. Oh, okay. It's my new favorite Gen Z. I just thing. got on period A, period A, like last week. I don't know if doing that, but that is really funny. I just period got on. A, period A. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I'm old. I'm, uh, I'm old. I'm not old. I, 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 judge. I, I think was... I'm the oldest person on TikTok. No, there's some much older <laughs> like... men, and they have all messaged me. <gasps> what? Oh yeah, um, I get messages from people named like Sugar Daddy Mike Twelve. So, so how? Frequently. I don't know. On TikTok. On TikTok. How? I, you don't even. This is the first I've heard of this. You why don't, don't even. Ask China. I don't know. You don't even have like content. No, I do. Oh, I do have a, a couple of things I've been tagged in. Because my friend, my high school friend, likes to make TikToks okay. when we get together in the summer. So I have like three TikToks I'm tagged in. They have like five views apiece. Um, apparently, one of those five views was uh, Sugar Daddy Mike, and he liked what he saw. What? And he would like to support my lifestyle. I was going to say, what are they talking about in the PG-13 version? They said, you're so beautiful. Yeah. I would like to get to know you. Yeah. And they usually put, like, um, a dollar sign. <laughs> it ain't tricking if you got it. They don't got it. So that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. There's like established routes to go if you want an actual sugar daddy or sugar baby. And uh, oh it's not TikTok. Oh, my God. It is most certainly not what TikTok. Is going, what is going on? Because like I'm not above letting a generous older gentleman fund my lifestyle. Right. Um, But that gentleman is not going to find me via TikTok. That's rough. This is... A, this is... Woo, you learn something new every day on yeah. the Good Morning Comrade show. Yeah. So if you thought my voice was hot, the rest of me is hot too. Yeah. Hot I, enough that, I would uh, agree. no, it's probably a Nigerian scammer. What? That's like a reverse scam. Yeah. How does that work? Oh. Because they'll say, I want to send you, this is because this is another message I've gotten. Oh, shut up. They want to send you um, a check for $500 for you to go get your nails done and a massage. Mm-hmm. And then, um, they're, but they have to do it via, um, Vanilla card. Yeah. Of course. Because that's how everybody. Those prepaid spending cards. That's how everybody transfers money. Yeah. So either you're going to get scammed of money or you're going to help someone launder money. Um, So either way, no thank you. Dang. TikTok is Yeah. So it did. That did check my ego a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh. This isn't actually a generous older man wanting to fund my lifestyle because my beauty is just so overwhelming. Mm, mm, it is mm. a um, a person who thinks I might be dumb. Whoa. You yeah. could be on, like, 90 Day Fiance. You could be that lady. Oh, I would be so good on that show. Just be, like, meeting some guy from DR, the Dominican yeah. Republic. Yeah. And be like, oh, he totally loves me. Yeah. Rawr. Yep. <sighs> so, now for the good We've uh, do station ninety. Um, you listen to one two point three WHIV FM New Orleans, and we love you. And all wars. And all wars. Oh, that was the WTIX thing. And we love you, which is very creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. If you're driving, sorry, they're just trying to spread a little love in the world. I know, but drive. If you're driving through the east at like. 2 a.m. and it's just listening to oldies and it's WTIX New Orleans and we love it's and there's just a t- a pile of burning tires and it just looks like Barter Town on the east. You sound like you live in Metairie. 
No, because they would never. They because I think Barter Town's cool from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So. So that was actually I'm a cool compliment. With, yeah, I'm cool. With that. <laughs> He's like, no, that was a good thing. <laughs> Um, but what is your good news? Okay, so I got a letter in the mail, and I'm going to read it to you. Uh, and you hear This the, is the official letter. hear the paper crumple? It's like, this is the official show. Dear Robert Johnson, we are sending you... We are sending you this letter to share the good news that on behalf of a national donor, you no longer owe the above-reference medical debts. It was uh, almost $1,200 to... Uh, because of our national 5013C nonprofit, RIP Medical Debt bought and abolished the debt. This act of medical debt relief was provided by Aldale. I can't. A L E D. Aldale. I'm going to go with Aldale. A public. Aldale. What's that? Isn't, I think that's beer. Nah. It says a public benefit corporation. Oh. I mean, beer <laughs> is a public benefit. I mean. What what is that? now you got me interested now you got me interested what is the ale deal? What is an ale deal? Yeah, let's take a look. Uh, value based care ale. What is this? It's like a primary care. It's, I don't know. Oh God, it's the physician led accountable care organization. What is that, Aaron? You are. with primary care for primary care. Okay. You know what? Um, this is gonna be someone that I'm going to have to work with at some point and I'm going to be annoyed about it more than uh, likely. I bet. But, um, honestly, we're, why are we trashing them? They bought your medical debt. Yeah, I know. So I don't I know. Don't I just, like, I'm not, I don't even know. I'm them sorry, that trash. was just like, um, I'm just like, corporate like, speak like that just like truly triggers me to same. before I became a social worker. So, same, same. um, it just really, it, I just assume nothing good will come of it. Mm-hmm. So where were we? We're in Aledale. Uh, to learn more, please visit Aledale dot com forward slash louisiana uh, our abolishment of this medical debt is a no strings attached gift you no longer have any obligation to pay this debt to anyone at any future time because it has been canceled as a gift of our 5013c charity you do not earn any income or owe any taxes on this cancellation of debt we have enclosed uh faq blah 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 Here we, here's the faq of what happened here. I think the FAQ is very. Who is RIP Medical Debt? We are a nonprofit national charity that fund, that raises funds from donors and uses those funds to acquire and abolish medical debt. Our IRS number is blah, 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 blah. Our, since our founding in 2014 as Medical Debt Resolution Inc., we have abolished over 8.5 million of medical debt, helping nearly 5.5 million people. Are there strings attached? No. Rest assured, the debt uh, reference in the letter is no longer owed and you do not have to take any action. Why are you doing this? Probably the most important part. Medical debt often results from unplanned, unexpected illness and accidents. About one-third of U.S. adults have difficulty covering unexpected um, health care bills. Medical debt also is the leading cause of bankruptcy in the U.S. In many areas, and for many reasons, patient balances after insurance have been growing, and many people remain uninsured. We are doing this to relieve people of the burden of medical debt to enhance their economic opportunities and to enable them to leave to lead healthier happier lives now paper crumple again this is my rush limbaugh impression <laughs> he always crumpled paper i used to hate listening to rush limbaugh all the time 
Um, Why did you listen to Rush Limbaugh? I hate. I used to hate listen anytime. Oh, like I thought you said hated listening. To no, him. I was like, you, did someone make you? No, I would listen to him anytime. Some like when Obama like won twice. Like I was like Rush Limbaugh, let's go. Yeah, because you know he's gonna lose his mind. Yeah, you know. So it's like stuff like that. But um, okay. So my first thought is since you were talking about sugar daddy scams, um, I was like, this is obviously a scam. What is this? So I did a little deep digging. And no, it is not a scam. It's 100% real. Um, it was started by two guys um, who were actually debt collectors. They, um, they, they were executives at some like debt collecting thing on Wall Street across from Zuccotti Park. Occupy Wall Street happened. They go down there and just hang out and be like, what's going on? And then they find they people found out who they were. And then they're like, hey, we've got an idea. And they started this like rolling jubilee of relief of buying people's medical debt and then relieving it. And honestly, it's <sighs> OK. So my thing is this, that that thousand that thousand uh, dollars, almost twelve hundred bucks was from a CPAP machine that I own. Um, I paid the. Uh, what do you call it? The copay or whatever? Yeah. So I paid the copay, which was $500 off of my, and I, I have a good job. I have insurance. Thank God. All these things like I'm an atheist, but I thank God every day that I've, I've made it to this point in my life where I, you know, I have these things, but it's absurd because Aaron can testify. My snoring has been so loud since I was 20 and I would stop breathing at night and wake up in the middle of the night and I could pass out anywhere because I was so tired all the time and I was just dying, you know, like, and she made me, she's like, you have to go get this checked out. They're like, you have sleep apnea. You could die at any moment. Uh, so, and we have to run a bunch of tests and then, um, then you have to pay $2,000 for a machine that's going to keep you alive and make sure you don't stop breathing in the middle of the night. Which seems like it, it's not even seem. Let, let let me scratch seem out of there. That it's the most perverse, disgusting, sick thing ever. When you tell so, you know, as a doctor, you're telling somebody how important a piece of equipment is, and how, oh my God, thank God we got to you when you did. And by the way, we need two K before this. We can give you this thing that's so important, and it's. I paid for the $500 copay and I was like, gotcha. I was like, gotcha auctioner. Cause you're never seeing the rest of this. Oh yeah. Never. I'm like, you're not, they would send me bills and I would just throw them in the garbage. Cause I'm like, no, I'm not, pay I'm not paying for this. Like, this is crazy. So I have, I just got a bill just cause it was a, it's been a few months ago now, but I got a bill for like $1,200 when I got a new IUD. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, I thought this was covered under the ACA and sure the actual IUD was covered, but not the removal of my previous IUD. Get out um, of here. And I said, Oh, well I'm, I'm just not paying that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, you know, so it's not not paying it. I'm I'm sitting here at work and I'm like researching. I'm researching this 5013C, and for a guy like me who I've Aaron can attest, I've literally said you know the words have come out of my mouth. I don't have emotions. I started to tear up, and it wasn't because like I wasn't gonna pay that. I, the auction was never gonna see that money. 
<coughs> bill collectors were never going to say, I wasn't going to pay it. I wasn't worried about it. But it got me to think about all the people who were just crushed, lives ruined, completely bankrupt because they have, you know, they've got a long-term cancer. Um, somebody in their family needs, you know, long-term care. And they're just crushed under medical debt that they're and that they've been helped by this and literally have their life changed by this like rolling jubilee of people like ourselves who give money to this organization that buys up people's debts for penny on the dollar and just tears them up. Also, I wanna I, I wanna um say sorry to Aledale because I was very snarky to you and I just looked up what you do and uh, good job. So Aledale <laughs> We're just making all the friends. I, but out I here. do really think you should change some of the wording on your website because you sound like an insurance company, but they're actually what's called an um, accountability management. Um, it's it here. It's it's an accountable care organization. So what that is is essentially they function. So basically, how this insurance companies pressure um, doctors and 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 like other medical places to to do the most inexpensive things possible. Um, you know, and that's a really terrible thing because it comes at the cost of patient care. Um, accountable management organizations um, are, they essentially are advocating for the consumers. So it's generally, um, and it's, it's generally for, if you start want to start an independent private practice, um, usually it's really, really hard because you have to have relationships with those insurance. So you'll send like, it's just really difficult. So if you do end up wanting to do that, you can join an accountable management organization and they'll help you, um, hook you up and figure out how to give the best care for clients. Um, it gets rid of a lot of like Medicare waste, a lot of, um, Medicaid waste, um, and which is often the for-profit insurance companies are doing. And, um, it's just, it's a good thing. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> nice. But like I was telling Aaron as a joke, like, yeah, I'm an atheist. Like I don't believe in a buy and buy, but I was like, if somebody was to knock on my door and prophetize to me right now, like this, is, this would be the time I'm most open to it because I just kept thinking in my head of just like a God of the old Testament. It's like, I sent you Bernie Sanders. I sent you another, I sent you another Jewish prophet that you refused to listen to. So now I've got to work around this, which I think is so dramatic. But like when he said that true. the other day, I was like, "Okay, I know we're we're both sad about Bernie losing." But oh, like, it's fine. I'm but fine. like, let's not. It's fine. But um, no, I just that something like this exists and is, has been existing for you know decades now. Well, decade, decades almost since Occupy is amazing, and it just it's perverse that it has to exist, that it does exist, and it's perver and it shows how badly we need. Medicare for all like yesterday for because the way I describe it to people who are like, Oh, I don't want that. You know, they're going to, I was like, we're getting taxed as American citizens out the wazoo right now. And we're receiving little to no return. Our social services are inept at being the most, the most generous assessment is they're inept. So if we're going to be taxed, if, you know, if my, they're going to take money out of my check, like, let me get some of that back so I don't have to worry about, can I cough up two racks to make sure I don't die in the middle of the night? Yeah. It, it, just, it just feels like in the richest country to ever exist, this is a perverse situation. 
Yeah, and this was actually the same um, same organization that was featured on John Oliver. If um, you remember, I think that was a few years ago. They, yeah, it was. They did this. Like they, three or um, four. Yeah, they they did this, and John Oliver, the show, donated a bunch of money, bought a bunch of debt, and forgave it all. And um, I think part of, I mean, he's he's he seems like a good egg, but I think he was especially upset about the idea of medical debt just coming from the NHS. Yeah. In England, he is British. If you don't know who John Oliver is, and England does have, um, you know, a government-run national health, which is system. actually socialized medicine, like Medicare for all, like is not even that it's not even the nhs so if, so i'm just saying this i'm interrupting this so if anybody you know because you've got that next level reactionary who who knows a little something so if they ever try to come at you with like oh the nhs is in shambles or the nhs you know doesn't work right well the nhs is not medicare for all we're not talking about an act like auction or turo being run by the government it's just the government i mean it's just auction or turo your local doctor sends that check the bill to Uncle Sam to to Dark Brandon instead of you. Which that's the only difference. Which they're already doing for people who are on Medicaid and Thank Medicare. You. So it's it's the, not like a new model. It would just be including more people in the model that already exists. The best the best healthcare I ever and I have you know I have decent insurance now through my employer, which is an all another just atrocity. It's it's surreal. It's it's 1984 George Orwin <laughs> um, that we that we even have. The best health insurance I ever got was through Medicaid. Like when I when I didn't have a job until I got another one, I got on Medicaid. Absolutely the best insurance I've ever had. Yeah, you know, like uh, the my prescriptions were doggone near free. Um, I was, uh, I started seeing a therapist then because I didn't have to pay a copay. Mm -hmm. It was, it li Medicaid literally, I, I, and this might be a little too, it was definitely life changing. It could have even saved my life. Yeah. Medicaid. Yeah. I would agree with that. And just to, just to, as an example of how petty insurance companies are, um, I had a client who had disability i think it was like eleven hundred dollars and um he made just too much with disability um that he didn't also qualify for medicaid so he had medicare but not medicaid so he still had to had a copay for prescriptions and he also had a pretty serious uh drug addiction and so didn't generally have a lot of money at the end of the month um and would just like not be able to afford his four dollar heart medication oh and so like i would just end up buying them a lot of times because i'm like what am i gonna do like dude have him have a heart attack because he couldn't pay for four, four like four dollars but it's like and i think he was covered by like united or something yeah <laughs> so it's like it's so absurd that it's like they're just nickel and diming the poorest people and yeah so um that's why i want to the choir you know yeah no 100 percent. so it's funny you say that about united so i here in new here in new orleans um I have United is in Louisiana. United is the one that does our Medicaid. No, it's so there's actually multiple uh, Medicaid providers. So there's United oh, Healthcare, okay. there's Healthy Blue, there's Louisiana Healthcare Connections, Aetna, and Humana. So we have five different providers that, so basically all of the Medicaid money gets funneled into those. Uh. into those insurance companies and they have a specific plan for Medicaid. And if you are on Medicaid, I believe you're allowed to change 
um, providers once a year. Mm -hmm. And if you're on Medicare, I believe you can change once a quarter. So I had United Medicaid, so I didn't know that was a thing. So I got a job working for the city, and now I also, United does the insurance for the city. So the thing is, when I will call for a specialist, and I'll call a specialist and they'll be like, what insurance do you have? And I'll I'll say United, and immediately they'll be like, well, we don't. And I'll be like, I work for the city of New Orleans. And you can hear their tone change. And they go, oh, okay. Because they're so ready to be like, nope. No, not doing Medicaid, but it's, and I and I'm I want to be like you, dirty dog. Like the Medicaid that you're poo pooing is was better than the insurance I and have the re- now. So the reason why they don't want because it's like okay, insurance is insurance is insurance, and it's because the government refuses to pay some of the prices that the insurance companies will pay, and it's you know it's if you've ever gotten a hospital bill where uh, they charged you $500 for two aspirin, which is, is real yeah, and, and that not uncommon, happening right the now. government just says no. And so that's, awesome. that's the reason why these insurance companies, because, because like why they don't, why they're lobbying against a Medicaid. Cause you would, you would think, okay, if everybody has insurance, that's more clients for these insurance companies, but they don't want that because they, you know, it, it's less profit. It's less profit for them. And the hospitals don't want that because hospitals are generally not nonprofits. Um, we're lucky in, in this state that, you know, or at least in New Orleans, that most of the hospitals around here are nonprofits. But, um, you know, that's not the case in a lot of places in the country. And so the hospital staff, hospital administrators don't want, I almost said hospital staff, and I'm like, no, those nurses? They would give you that aspirin for free if they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hospital administration want to be able to charge, you know, whatever. And part of that is because they have to pay such high salaries to the doctors because the doctors all have like $400,000 in education debt and so on and so forth. And so, you know, a lot of, like as we were talking about earlier in the show, like part of the reason why a solution like Medicaid for all or Medicare for all is so abhorrent to so many people is because it's going to sh- it's going to be like the first domino yes. in a domino effect yes. of showing how inflated so many costs are and how few people are benefiting from that money. And that's why that's why they fought so hard against Obamacare, which was just Romney care, because it, once you get that wedge in there, it goes back to this all loops back to the previous conversation. Once you get that wedge in there and you show people, no, this is how things should be. Yeah. So for then, the, you know, if there's you no have going back. Medicaid, at the least in Louisiana, window. they'll pay for your cancer treatment. Like you'll, they'll pay for your cancer treatment. There's not going to question. There's not going to question if you're going to get chemo or not. But private insurance companies, if you meet your maximum benefit amount, you might not get chemo. Mm. So it's it's. Like the hospitals want to keep charging insane prices, the insurance companies want to still make that profit. But part of the way they make that profit is by being able to deny you from certain procedures. Like there's zero reason why your CPAP had to cost fifteen hundred dollars. That's like, absolutely insane. Yeah, like I actually just got a CPAP myself because um, we're both old and can't breathe properly. <laughs> Um, if you are wondering why I sound a little more chipper, it's because I'm actually sleeping, which is like fantastic. Um, highly recommend. Um, but I'm I went through I and this is this is honestly like so dystopian. I um, went through a startup 
an internet startup That's to get so my CPAP. Gross. I um I logged. I said how to get because I tried to sign up for a sleep study through Oshner, and the first available appointment wasn't until April, mm-hmm. and this was back in back in November of last year. Um, I was gonna just have to wait, but it was getting so bad that I was forgetting English. Like I just could not remember words. My cognition was. And what's one so of the main bad. things about they tell you about, oh, we can't do socialized medicine because there's going to be wait lists. I have insurance through my employer now. You're telling me I am going to die. But can you just please not do it for like four months till we can get you in? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a private insurance as well. And um, I was content to just wait. But uh, yeah, like I said, I was it was getting bad. <laughs> so I, I Googled how like sleep studies, New Orleans, an app came up. I basically filled out a survey. They got me connected with a doctor who was like, yeah, you should probably get a sleep study. They ordered the sleep study. They mailed it to me. I wore it at night, transmitted all the data via the app. And then they were like, yeah, you're like not breathing. Mm -hmm. Apparently I was getting 6% of the REM sleep I was supposed to get. And um, sleep. So basically REM sleep is where you repair your cognition. So that's where you kind of like sort and process all the information you got during the day. And then deep sleep is where your body repairs itself. So I was getting enough deep sleep, but I wasn't getting any REM. And for, you know, people who don't know that much about insomnia, basically when you have insomnia, your body goes from light sleep where you're not really, it's kind of like that period before you get to the other parts. Um, You go from light sleep to deep sleep because your body's in survival mode. You need your body more than your your smarts in order to survive. So it goes to you repair your body. So you might not wake up feeling sick, but you're not gonna be able to remember anything. Like I was at work, just like it was it was perfecting it was it was affecting my job performance honestly, which is why I looked for the sleep study. And yeah, so they sent me the device, got it back. I have it. I'm paying. I'm uh, I financed my CPAP. So um, so gross. yeah, we're doing great. as a society um but it's so yeah so it's just like i you shouldn't be listening to good morning comrades if you're not pro single parent healthcare. but um, yeah absolutely yeah but um we're running out of time but i uh i invite everybody to check out rapmedicaldebt.org see what they're about just on their web page big splash screen just i'll just read it to you just as it says abolish medical debt at pennies on the dollar Every $100 you donate relieves $10,000 in medical debt. Whew. I mean, the amount of people that, that this that this nonprofit is helping in this sick, sad world is... It, it, I, I really can't understate how awesome they are. So, um, thank you for helping me. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. I love you, babe. Bye. Bye. I cut it off. You're not on air. You can't tell me you love me back. Bye.